Indian and cowboy, indigenous, independent, and listener-supported, rooted firmly at the intersection between digital media, podcasting, and indigenous storytelling. And welcome to Mitchif Esquewak Megwa Atakwa. Mitchif Among the Stars. Stars, stars, stars. Millie Swan Nitsigason. Shelly Vogel Nitsigason. Waskasusipik Utsinia. Wapamum Sakaiganik Utsinia. And our very special guest. Wache, Geraldine Disneykaz. Where are you from, Geraldine? Oh, Shta. Keranto, Onchi. Great. Sweet. Welcome, welcome to the Mighty West. Yes. The mightiest of Wests. Yeah, we love it here in Lethbridge. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, okay, so we finally got to see something that I think we've been very excited about for a long time. Yeah, people have been bugging us to watch it, and we were all like, we'll get around to it, we'll get around to it, and then we kept getting bumped on our list. But you know what? It's actually okay. So it was on Netflix for a while, and then it wasn't. And the yes, fact of the matter is, is that we're just like broke asses. Yeah. Like, we don't have all... Well, the- not only are we broke, we're cheap. <laughs> we're cheap, we're cheap. We have Netflix, and, and now we have, like, Amazon Prime, which is, like, not a great thing. But we no. don't have the cable. We don't have the zillion channels. So people yeah, are talking about subscription services. Yes. I could never keep up with that. No. I, I mean, mean how, like, people are probably paying more than they paid for cable for oh, all yeah. of these different subscription services. Yeah. Hulu and, like, I don't know, whatever. Whatever you got out Zoom. there. No, was, no. Wasn't that, like, a Sony MP3 player? Oh, I was just thinking Zoom? about Zoom. Is it Zoom? No, it was Zoom. Okay, but but is Zoom a, a one? Uh, a I don't know. One? No, I don't think so. I think you're making up words. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, <laughs> sweet. Just crazy words. Yeah, great. Go Amazing. On. Okay. All right. So, uh, uh, tell us, Millie, what did we watch? Oh my God, we got a great one today. So, Clever Man, season one, episode one, called topically First Contact, First where contact. a series of unexplained violent attacks in the city are blamed on the recently discovered hairy people. And that's all like one word: hairy people. Yeah. Yeah. So like half read, which is, you know, one of the terms that they use for Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I am sure that we missed all sorts of things here. Oh, um, such. Yeah. Because we just don't have the cultural background, but, uh. That's never stopped us before. Has it? No, it certainly hasn't. Okay. What the hell happened? Okay. This show was super intense. Like I was expecting 40 minutes of fairly like plotting, storytelling, um, this was some action-packed yeah. stuff. I thought it was going to be like the 1960s Batman movie, honestly. <laughs> like, Clever Man sounds so corny to me. Right. Uh, just like, you know, I thought it was going to be like blue and red spandex. like Solving logic puzzles. Yeah, really smart. <laughs> yeah. Uses like their brains to, you know, solve 
indigenous problems or yeah. something. Like, I don't even know. No, it's, like, super triggering. Like, yeah. I think, I think I, like, need to smudge after watching that. Like, yeah. so much was happening. Yeah. yeah. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, yeah. Full of meaning. So, um, so Clever Man is a conduit between the dreaming and the world. So it starts off with this information about, like, Aboriginal peoples in, uh, in Australia, um, that they've been around f- forever, um, and that they have, like, the dreaming, the dream time, and, yeah, that gives us sort of, like, a context for the name. Yeah, and actually, that's where my first question came up, and I realized that I'd never thought about this before, but the opening of the show made it seem like all the Aboriginal people share the concept of the dreaming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was wondering if that was true, or if it's, you know, not, not that... Not as homogenous as yeah. that. You can't see me shrugging, but I'm shrugging. I have no idea. Yeah, no. Um, I, I was super, super ignorant about, like, uh, the diversity of Aboriginal people in Australia until, like, I started following um, an account that was, like, had a had a new host every... Like every account? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's dive into... Okay, first of all, the amount of notes that I have, like, and it's it's, like, there was a scene for, like, two seconds, and I'm like trying to desperately write down what's going on and then there's another scene and it's back like it went all over the place so i really had a hard time following the train of this yeah they're clearly like starting out a series they're Mm -hmm. giving you the the like kernels of a bunch of like intertwined plots and subplots yeah uh all of which seem like they're going to be really friggin intense yeah as the series unfolds yeah I felt like some of it was meant to not be, like, understandable to the audience, which I kind of mm-hmm. really appreciated. Parts of me wondered if some of the content was, like, speaking in, mm-hmm. where it was yeah. for people who understood the context in a way that, like, you know, if you're outside of the culture, you don't have an understanding, which I kind of appreciated. Very yeah. much. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. if, about sort of, like, any sort of Easter eggs and, you know, and, we're, and I feel like we're coming from it, like, doubly removed, because it's like, we also, well, at least, you know, speaking for myself, I don't have a super good grasp on Australian history with regards mm, mm-hmm. to Aboriginal people. Uh, so it's like that double, that double thing. Although I did, oh no, I'll save it. I'll save it. Everyone. Yeah. But I'm, but you're, you're suggesting that maybe people living in Australia might have a clue. Well, I mean, more of a clue than us. Yeah. I, yeah but I, but, <laughs> but just given the clueless, cluelessness in general of settlers, I'm, I'm going to suggest that that's probably not true. Okay. Like, yeah. That's fair. You know? Yeah. The hand holding is real. All right. Okay, so we start off in this scene where these three drunk white guys get onto a bus. It's night. Uh, there's what looks like an Aboriginal woman reading like this really cool ebook. Yeah, um, it's like a flimsy little piece of plastic, and she just gives a little shake, and it's which is the page. Super cool. So yeah, it's like one. one of the kind of little futuristic things that they have there. Um, and then they're like just hassling her. They're whistling at her, trying to get her attention. One guy like takes her headphones off, and then like steals her book. And and his his guys are like, oh, this is so fun. Yeah. Which, honestly, I've known a lot of white Australians in my day. Not surprised. Very macho people. Mm. Like, Mm. incredibly macho. Okay, but what I found interesting about that scene is that it's, like, mostly white Australian guys, but then there is one guy of color that's, like, there participating in it and, like, egging on the white guys. But it just was a really weird and interesting, like, mix of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like they made that point sort of throughout the show to show that it's not just, you know... Like, the humans are, like, a very mixed-race people. And, and even the, the hairy people, too, seem to be, like, it's not just one yeah. race as we would understand race. It sort of, like, transcends, like, the color colorism, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, a, yeah, it's a different divide. Um, and so, but they don't, yeah, they don't, they just think that she's, like, human. They're harassing her. Um, 
she wants the book back and he's like not till you talk to me and then she like lifts up her sleeve and shows that it's harry and he like he freaks out he's like uh, you shouldn't be outside the zone um and then she just like fucks him up yeah i, I looked away at that part oh he's like, that I she like it. slashed his cheek and threw another guy it was so great that's sweet it's exactly what i wanted to happen yeah. although it was like actually less violence than i wanted to happen at that point I had such a trans girl trigger with that scene because it just, like, I know that they're getting talking about, like, the hairy people as, like, this construct, but Mm -hmm. for me, it was just, like, total trans girl experience Mm -hmm. of guys encountering your body hair in places where they don't expect it and then, like, flipping out at you. And getting super violent. And getting super violent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, like, related hard to that Mm -hmm. as someone who frequently shaves their arms. Yeah. 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 It was hawk. And that's the thing is, like, all of this, like, it was, it, it dealt with some really deep like, uh, like oppressions. Like there were just, there were so many things that were going on, um, that I'm like, I'm still, my head is just whirling and I haven't seen a show like this in a while where I was just like, I was too much, but that, that was almost too much. Like we kind of avoid really heavy stuff. We particularly avoid like scary stuff. Yeah. I like happy endings. I like happy endings. Oh, and happy beginnings and happy middles. That sounded bad, but... Why? What's bad about happy endings? Oh. <laughs> Keep saying happy I mean, endings. Happy yeah. endings. Happy endings. Happy endings. They're the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I've I heard from some be, people, yeah, for sure. Yeah, happy an like, moment. I don't what? Like to, I don't like to give happy endings. I just feel like you got to work for that, but... <laughs> Millie. You know... I feel like I'm, I'm out of the loop. Oh my god, you're really missing you, it. This is so you funny. Know? You just said that I was having an old person moment. I thought, you, sorry, I thought that fetus. was what was going on here. I mean, I'm only one year younger than Geraldine. Than Geraldine. And you don't know about happy endings? No, happy <laughs> endings? Do I, know do I happy need to endings? explain this to you? It's like a euphemism. For, for what? Like, for a hand job. Yeah. For a hand job? Yes. For a hand job. Yeah. Like yes. at a massage parlor, someone gives a happy ending. You should see Lily's face right now. But She's what, so confused. Okay, my question is, what makes a hand job happier than other sorts of jobs? I, I like, I think it's a way to talk about doing sex work without having to acknowledge yes. sex work to, to bypass okay. legalities yeah, and yeah. like this kind of prosecution of that work. Okay. Yeah. I guess I was, I was maybe diving into the etymology a little too much there. Yeah. I think so. But okay. But you know, Millie often disbelieves some of the colloquialisms. I can't speak colloquialisms. I mean, the wine was really good today. I, we no, forgot but, to introduce the wine. Oh my gosh. Okay. We'll do that in a second. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I suck at speaking, but you often disbelieve me. It's not that I just, it's not that I disbelieve you. It's just, they're so absurd. Like, what, what was the one? The <laughs> Sitting with your thumb up your ass? Yeah, that one was ridiculous. She was the like, fucking the dog is ridiculous. <laughs> have you heard that one, fucking the dog? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I've, I only heard yeah. screwing the pooch, which, like, it took me a second to do that. Which is, like, hilarious, because that's, like, the really toned down Millie version of what I, I yeah, fucking the dog. Yeah. That's oh what God. all my dad's weird old man friends used to say when we were around, which now I understand why. This is amazing. We haven't even got to the show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> our wine of the evening yes. um, is so delicious. It is very delicious. Let's get to that in a moment. It's called Raven Conspiracy. It's got this beautiful um, label with these ravens just like cawing. Um, <laughs> it's from British Columbia. It's uh, Deep Dark. Uh, I mean, look at the color. It's deep and dark. It is deep and dark, but I think that that's just like leftover shit, right? Like that's not even a that's not even a variety. Wait, so it's like the marmite of wine? Yeah, you can't tell me that deep dark is a variety of 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 grape. I don't know. I feel like there's subtext there Perhaps. that's problematic. Mm. I think we should critique deep dark. Deep dark as a flavor. I yeah, it's slash varietal. Yeah, you know, it's commodification. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's like the coffee thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is like the coffee thing. Oh man, we're having our own coffee moment. I know. What's the coffee thing? Oh, when he, uh, in the show, when he was talking about how oh coffee gosh, is always the coffee. coffee thing. We gotta talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Man, I got so many feels. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely come back to that. Okay, so the wine is provocative, smart, and mischievous. I don't feel too smart. Uh, Raven wine is a congregation of dark, ripened varietals. See? It's just fucking odds and ends that stir the senses. And then it says, an omen of very good things to come. Smooth layers balanced together to create a velvety wine with intense aromas and bold flavor. Mm -hmm. I can agree. I, yeah. This is a this is actually yeah. a decent bottle of wine. I mean, that sounds like my Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just described sleeping with me. Oh my god! Can you imagine just like writing Tinder profiles with like the, taking the Using bottles wine. of wine? Yeah, I feel like that could be. Like, I think that's a thing. That's yeah. fantastic. That's a right there. I am an omen of very good things to come. I have <laughs> I am smooth layers that balance together to create a velvety. I don't know, experience yeah, with intense aromas, maybe? I'm You know, I have to say, the intense aromas thing is real. Yeah, right? Real. Yeah, okay. Post-op life, let me oh tell you about gosh. it. Wow. Oh, probiotic, that stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I won't bring up yeast infections. No, I just had my first one. It is so oh, intense. God. The Sucks, worst. Right? The yeah. freaking worst. Oh, God. I, there was like someone dumped a milkshake on my crotch and it dried. Yeah. But it was coming from inside me. Yeah. It is. It was, and then it's like also a, the itchiest milkshake <sighs> on earth. Yeah. It's yeah. so disturbing. But I also felt really like super validated. Isn't that weird? <laughs> like I was really proud. I went to the yeah. cashier and I was like buying yeast infection products. Being yeah. like, I'm monosad. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like looking at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> No, that's, it is, it is, it is sort of like a bonding experience, I think. Once you experience that level of, like, discomfort and weirdness and pain, you're just like, wow, other people have gone through this and still managed to function. Yeah. Have you ever read the Monostat reviews online? No. You no. really need to read the Monostat reviews. Amazing. So, like, I was using Monostat, and they had this, like, weird thing where you have to, like, put the egg inside you, basically, and mm. it, like, dissolves. Mm-hmm. And so I did all that. And then I was, like, reading the reviews online, and there were, like, 4,000 reviews of women being, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was, like, a ball of fire <laughs> inside me. Oh, no. I tried to scrape it out with a spoon. Oh, my God. And I was, like, reading this, being like, is this what's going to happen? Am I going to die? And I was just very anxious for two hours. And nothing really happened. Yeah. So we shouldn't read the monostat reviews. Yeah, that yeah. sounds horrible. Yeah. Also, maybe don't use monostat, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I've I've been a big fan of the garlic. You know, I've tried the that glow. though, which yeah. can garlic, also you crush it slightly. No, yeah. and then just burn no. so right up there. I'm not never. never. I used teach. I I, I tried. Teacher, oh, oh no! Oh, no, why? Oh. Why on a tampon? Because oh. I read that it was you were supposed to. Do, it was supposed to help, and I mean, like whatever. I have a high pain tolerance. Oh, <laughs> it wow. helped you test your pain. It tolerance. did. It yes. did. But garlic was also very painful. So this is why you crush it a little bit and then you let it air out. That takes oh, the sting out. Okay, yeah. but I've, I've also tried it and it didn't help. When I get like yeast infections, they're yeah. You have to help. you have to catch it real fast. Yeah, yeah. And so what I do now anymore, I just go and get like it's like three little pills. I don't even know what it's what it's called, but you take them all at once, and that's the only thing that does it. It's like napalm, like just like <laughs> so. It's okay. like like weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, none of that other stuff I works. I love the smell of yeast infection pills in the morning. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always like, I paid $30,000 for this. I am not putting garlic inside of it. Yeah. There you- <laughs> like, deluxe treatment. This is totally this is not legit. getting the Italian cuisine <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Um, Where were we? <laughs> okay, so, uh, we, okay, so there's, like, a press conference after this, uh, the, the, the hairy person, the, the woman, you know, like, justifiably beats the oh, shit right. out of these yes. guys. 
and uh, we see some sort of minister, and it's just, the rhetoric is super, like, racialized, super, like, awful. He's, he's talking, he refers to the hairy people as subhumans. That's Which seems extra. to be, like, not a Nobody disparaging term. Yeah. Like, it's, it's on the news. It's on the, like, news reel on the bottom, like, yeah. subhuman minor. I mean, obviously, know? it is a disparaging term, just like illegals is, and all, you know, all the things that get used today, but right. it's yeah. an accepted term. Nobody yeah. at any point during the show... Is like, hey, maybe it's not okay to call people subhuman. Well, not only that, like throughout the show, they refer to people as humans and hairies. Like they're yeah. two different species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at one point, the 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 one uh, fighter calls the other guy skin. Yeah, I like that. He was like taking it back a bit. So um, yeah, he's talking about how there's like there's walls around the zone, security checkpoints, rewards for reporting. Like this is like heavily you know surveilled and militarized um, situation, which I think. Is, is interesting in the Australian context because uh, their immigration detention centers, I mean, that's that's it, right? They're super, super, um, like, hyper-on uh, immigrants. Yeah, um, and what, what's the one on the island where people, they just disappear people to the island? Yeah, it's, that's uh, what, yeah, that was, like, the whole the whole thing with the zone and, like, people are free to leave and some people aren't and... Oh, no, it's, and know, they separate the families and stuff? And stuff? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's Nauru, the yeah. island. Yeah, it's, and so they've taken this, like, Micronesian island and and turned it into a penal colony which is fucking hilarious Ironic. yeah 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 but it's like weird how they also like are doing this like i think critique of immigration policies mm-hmm. but they're also doing this like sort of hysteriosity around how Aboriginal people in australia had also been treated like it's both mm-hmm. looking back yeah. and looking to what's happening now yeah. i was also getting like sort of like i was feeling that they were also critiquing anti-blackness too mm. right because i think Aboriginal people in Australia also perceive themselves as black. Yeah. And, like, perceive, like, the oppression... And I'm sorry, perceive themselves. I mean, I, you know, slash are perceived. I don't yeah. really know how it works out there. Um, as black. And so, you know, see that that sort of vector of oppression as well. And I was getting some of that in this show, too. Yeah. But what was also interesting is, like, I think you could watch a show and just, like, never think that it was about indigenous peoples at all just be like oh it's just like these weird hairy people yeah but you, you know can also watch it and not necessarily think it's about immigrants yeah right? it really yeah, yeah. it really depends on the lens yeah. that you're looking at it through so i mean a lot of the main characters are like visibly indigenous mm-hmm. um and you know some of them like speak an indigenous language and like re- you know make these references but there's no like i am this yeah. you know i come from this mob like i'm this person yeah and it's just yeah, kind of weird the society seems to be sort of almost like post-racial insofar as like yeah. the harrys are the only sort of like subjugated race left yeah 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 you know? like uh jimmy who's like the older uncle that we eventually meet um who's sort of like who is the know, clever a, man a spirit person like, yeah. a clever man um he's like very much accepted by the white tv executive yeah right? the white tv executive is like using his skills and stuff yeah which you know is not something that you would necessarily see. I don't know. I feel like that was more like a sort of like an informant um, relationship because he pays Jimmy. I mean, we're we're totally jumping around here, so just go watch the show so you know what the hell we're talking I about. I mean, the show jumps around. So much. Yeah, yeah. But he pays Jimmy for things for services, right? Um, it's I, I don't know necessarily that he respects him as anything other than somebody who gets no. But he believes. Him. But he believes that yeah, Jimmy has these powers. Yeah, but white people right? do that shit all the time, right? Where they're like. I mean, like not, not all the like, time. Not but like, big, beefy. No, you don't. Really. You don't know what those guys are into. Like what they're get. You know, they're paying shamans, doing sweats and shit. Yeah. Like those guys are for sure. But I mean, all those people that died in that sweat. Yeah. Or that but were harmed in that sweat. They had like, a lot of money. But yeah, I feel. Totally. But I also feel like this is kind of like on a different level, right? Because mm-hmm. he pays him to go bring a person back from the dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And 
Yeah, and Jimmy accepts money for that. Yeah. Which is like, kind of wild. super weird. Yeah. I mean, I think in some ways it seems post-racial, but I also feel like there is all kinds of racial hierarchies still, oh, like, totally. obviously happening yeah. in their interactions. Yeah. So I don't know if it's, like, the creation of the Harrys has totally eradicated race, but it seems like it's created this, like, common enemy, which is yeah. more defining, like, another category of humanness. Yeah. Which is interesting, because I feel like a lot of... Like, a lot of the rhetoric that you hear around what's going to bring humanity together talks about aliens. You know, if aliens invade, then we're all going to band together. Um, But these people, the Harry people, he says that they've been around for, like, yeah, 80,000 years. And at the beginning, they were like, Aboriginal people have been here for 60,000 years. Yeah. So there's this idea that these are are even more ancient people. And it's also wild, because then it, it, it seems to have, like bumped everybody else up in the evolutionary hierarchy. Yeah, oh, like they're kind of sense. Neanderthals, right? Yeah. Or or they're yeah. like proto-indigenous. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's um yeah, the way that they sort of it, it okay, I think I think what it does is it creates sort of a distance between the actual issues that indigenous peoples have with settler colonialism in Australia, puts it at that sort of one, you know, bit removed so that they can critique it in ways that doesn't make uh, white settlers so defensive. It's like, it's easy for, for example, for Canadians to be like, wow, um, I really recognize this oppression that's happening, you know, to these people in this other country, right? But when it comes to, like, what's going on here in Canada, they're like, no, because they're too close to it, and they think they understand the situation. They're like, no, 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 those people deserve it. But those people in that other country don't, right? But I also find it interesting that they make a lot of the... Or, like, two of the main, very complex, problematic characters are both indigenous. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. like, I think that's a way for them to be like, oh, look, anybody can act fucked up. Which is true. Yes. I, that did bother me because, but, yeah, our, yeah. Our, our, our main protagonists are, like, both of them pieces of shit. Like, in their own ways. But they're also, like, indigenous men. Yeah. I think it's, like, a very, like, indigenous women play a really weird role in the show so far. Hopefully yeah. that changes. Maybe that's just, like, in this episode. But, like, based on things that we've seen before, could be not. But, yeah. it, but it's also interesting, though, like, in your concept around the proto-human. Mm-hmm. Just this idea of, like, that they make the Harrys be, like... So the Harrys show up as being, like, super physically aggressive. So they're very strong. Yeah. They, like, use claws. They throw people around. It's harder to kill them. So they're subhuman in, like, a bestial, anim- animal kind of physical way. And I just find it interesting that they they revert to this idea of mm. the subhuman being closer to animals. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they use that as their construction. Instead of having, like, you could have the Harrys, I don't know, be able to fly or yeah, shoot anything. lightning bolts or yeah. something. Yeah. But it's always this appeal to, like, this bestial sort of strength and embodiment. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, which still kind of sets up white people as, like, the smart ones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, but that's it, right? Like, white people are always constructing their hierarchy so that they're on top. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I think I think what you're saying is really true, too. Um, and this is one of the things that, like, got me thinking a lot about the anti-black elements of this was, you know, when they go to that detention camp um, and everybody's being branded, one of the things one of the guards says is no jungle language. Like, you're not allowed to speak the hairy people language, but he refers to it as jungle language. Oh my, I missed that one. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. He's just, like, so, so just much straight out of, like, yeah. classic 19th century, like... But then also bullshit. the passing... That because like um so we we don't we don't know the name of uh hot guy so we just call him hot guy yeah. but his his friend uh I didn't realize he was a Harry 
until like until he like displays his strength later on, right? So like there's this idea like what did they call it? The, um, one of the slurs that uh, that they used was they called them shavers. Yeah. So it's like they're able to like you they know can pass yeah like yeah. cutting the nails passing in some way and like hiding, um, and that was interesting too because I think that speaks to like oh my god so many different experiences it was a lot it was a freaking yeah. lot um, okay so carrying on the narrative uh, we're gonna skip some things because we talked about it but um, basically okay I'm not gonna go through exactly every detail but let's um, talk about the narc though yeah so we have we have Cohen who is indigenous. Um, he grew up in the zone, but he's human. And so basically he, he makes a lot of money by smuggling Harry's out of the zone. He finds, you know, he finds some places to live, but you know, and it looks all great. You know, he, he relocates this family of five. Um, and we, we get to know that family enough that we sort of empathize with them. Mm -hmm. And then he like friggin' calls and narks them out yeah. for, for money. Yeah. And it's clear that he's like, you know, even as he's, you know, and this, this I thought was a great complicated narrative, right? Like mm -hmm. he is... You know, helping them get what they want, escape from the zone, but he's also clearly exploiting them. Mm -hmm. You know, he promises them an apartment of a certain size, gets them a small apartment. Yeah. You know, he's like, and then the, the father of this family is like, well, you know, then we should get the, the one bedroom amount price. price. Yeah. And he says, oh, this is the, this is the one bedroom price. And you know, you've got no choice. Yeah. So he has, and then, yeah, he calls it, he calls it in. Yeah. And, and so, and apparently this is how he actually, uh, supports his business, which is a bar. So he's he's in business with this uh, this other dude and a redhead chick that he's like tapping, um, yeah. But also like this is the kind of thing. This is exactly what this sets up, mm. right? And this this was making me think so much about ICE in the states mm. and what they do, and like what has Al Gore done about it? Friggin' nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking bastards. But what was weird about that whole like thing that he does is he also spends a lot of time in some way. In the show, anyway, interacting with like the children that he's smuggling out, yeah, the very yeah. children, yeah. and is like really nice to them and yeah. focuses on talking to them and stuff, which is just really weird because it's like he seems to see, I guess, to use the, the term like the humanity of the people that he's smuggling out and then ultimately screwing over. Yeah, so but, it makes what he's doing even more complicated. Yeah, it is because like, and that's the thing is like he knows the circumstances these people have been living in because he comes from there. But he somehow justifies to himself, like, he, the only way he was able to make it out is, like, these are the sacrifices he has, to, he has to make. Yeah, and at one point, too, he says, like, you know, they'll be better off rather than stuck in that apartment. You know, they'll have three square meals a day and a roof over their heads. In detention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he clearly is deluding himself about the realities of detention. I mean, I wonder how much he's deluding himself, though. Or, I think or he, knows he knows exactly what he's doing and just, like, actually is just super selfish. Or... He's just getting hit for his. Then again, maybe, maybe like, maybe once he calls it in and they disappear, he doesn't think about it. And the thing is, is, like, it's really, sure. really easy for people to just, like, not pay attention to what happens when immigrants are detained. Like, sure, but again, again, it's the consequences of his actions, right? Yeah, like, but it's a willful ignorance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so there's all this stuff with, like, um, news. Okay, this was the weird thing. So somebody get, somebody tips off a news uh, uh, reporter, and so um, what happens is that the the news people show up, um, and Hot Guy is, like, is, is having an affair with this, like, white reporter, um, also has, like, an indigenous wife. It's like, he's, yeah. So the reporters show up during the raid um, that is precipitated by this, by the narc. Right. So they're there filming everything. And of course, like it goes totally south. They start um, they're You know, it's super militarized. They this was the part I was just like, oh, my God, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Um, they bust in 
and they're like separating the men from the women and the older people from the kids, like, like a lot of what we're seeing in the States right now, right? Like it's just super, super, like it was really hard to watch. And then, um, the son, the older son starts like beating on the cops and stuff. Anyway, long story short, um, the young girl gets shot and dies on camera. Yeah. And the journalist is, like, fucking pumped about it. Yeah. She's like, are we getting this? It's, you know, tell me you're getting this. Like, you know, really zooming in and, like, the mom screaming and, you know, it's just horrible. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it comes up later on the TV, subhuman minor killed. And this, this is what, like, really got me about that. So, um, then we see a bunch of scenes of, of people watching that news report. And, uh... One of one of the family members, um, an older teen girl, was left behind. She wasn't she wasn't taken in. She was in the apartment and she's watching TV and watching her family member, like murdered on TV. And I was just like, this is so what so many people experience. Yeah, like to see their family member being, you know, hurt or killed, and it just it's this news cycle. And that was like, holy shit, that was really like awful and powerful and i feel like that also relates to your comment around the kind of almost anti-blackness kind of mm-hmm. message that's going on here is just like the spectralization of black death and the way that that's commodified and consumed by the media i mean we see it with indigenous death also in canada but just this idea of children being murdered and their their sort of bodies and their deaths being used to fuel kind of a news cycle mm-hmm. and people just consuming and checking into the tragedy and dehumanization of their lives. Yeah. yeah. And I found it interesting too, sort of like the, the negotiation that was going on sort of at the upper level between the TV executive and the politician mm-hmm. where they're sort of bantering back and forth. Oh, if you show that I'm going to cut your license. Oh, well, you know, your government was elected based on transparency. So, you know, go ahead, try it. Like, you know, controversy is good for news. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm a TV, I'm a news executive. Like, this is what I do. But also, you know, there's maybe something going on there where he does want to sh- shed light on this. But, yeah. you know, it's also there's this ca- sort of capitalist bottom line to it. Yeah. And it's this level of like, you know, it's, it's sort of pushing this idea of like journalistic integrity where, you know, we got. But to me, that that's all bullshit because it's just he's like, this will get us ratings. And yeah. I'm willing to defend that in the name of free speech or whatever I'm, you know, invoking right now. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, which was also incredible commentary. Yeah. Okay, let's get to Jimmy. Jimmy oh, shows up. Jimmy, he's my favorite. Yeah. So is, he's is he hairy? Is he human? I think I no, I assumed he was human. Right. He's just like a, yeah. a hairy yeah. human. Okay, he's human. But also grew up in the zone, or like raised yeah. them the brothers in the zone. Yeah, the, the half brothers. Right. So we figure out that hot guy and Cohen. Narc. Who I yeah. call hot guy too. Okay, so hot guy one, hot guy two. Hawkeye, I call yeah. him hot guy and narc. Okay, but I like, hated him. Okay, but you should also like, Hawkeye sucked too. He, but he's not like, a narc. No, okay, but like we have to talk about that at yeah. some point. Just the way that like it's a particular thing around indigenous masculinity and also yeah. let's just say like like men of color in general being complicit with the state yeah. and seeking out white women. Because yeah. both yeah. of them have white women as lovers. True. Yeah. And like just the way that that I don't know. Gives them access to power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they choose that power in different ways. Like, one brother is a community politician who's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we gotta fight back and stay together. And the other get brother... Get your education! Yeah, get your education. <laughs> and the other brother is, like, out there selling out his own people for money. But both of them are doing equally kind of, you know, different violent things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I, I actually... Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot, too. Um, 
where I feel like the indigenous women and like queer trans and two spirit people that I know are almost like across the board more invested in radical transformation than mm-hmm. the indigenous men. Yeah. And I find that like, cause there's no space really interesting for, that's the thing is there's always space for indigenous men. Yeah. There's always I, space and, for men. Yeah. And that was, that is, that, I mean, that was deliberate. It, yeah. It's like, Oh, we're going to set up something. We're going to call it, we're going to call you chiefs and councils and it's only going to be men. Yeah. And so like, like women and two spirit queer people, trans people have been like pushed out of any sort of, um, like political position that, that gets any traction with the government which comes with funding, which comes with respectability and all of that. And so I think there's been like this buildup of, of radical um, pushback and just like survivance as a result of that. So like men are like seeing the benefits intergenerationally now yeah. of like, of, of sort of like playing along, yeah. but the rest nobody of else like, is. Do or die. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, again, another reason that we need to center like women, trans, two spirit, queer people who haven't like, been able to be co-opted because it's happening now. I, I feel like, I feel like little slivers are being offered now, Yeah, you know? Um, and it's, and especially for like younger people and people who are like without like institutional memory necessarily, uh, without like, without knowing what has gone on before are going to be v- really vulnerable to that. But, uh, yeah. Co-optation. Fuck. It's moving thing. the goalposts. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like what I find interesting in this show is just, that I keep, like, distracting from your main narratives. It's mm-hmm. great. I just, like, interrupt. Um, but what I find interesting about the show is that, like, so it talks about, like, that co-opting, and I think the way that Indigenous men and men of color often, like, have aligned with aspirational whiteness mm-hmm. and, like, also particularly seek out white women as a way of, like, safety and also a status symbol. Yeah. Um, but I think it also talks about or shows how conflicted they end up being, like, mm-hmm. torn between community and community bonds, and also, like, reaching for this white aspirationalist and how they end up, like, caught between that conflict, which I think is real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not just that, like, you know, indigenous men, men of color want to, like, disavow community. They always want to hold community. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that they still get pulled into these sort of broader power complexes. Yeah. And in some ways, I kind of get frustrated by that narrative because I'm like, this is so masculine-focused and it's not thinking about all the people behind the scenes who are doing the actual work. Mm. But I do wish in a way that the show, and maybe the show seems to be pointing towards this, as this way of, like, they can find themselves out of Mm -hmm. that light of mental trap and come back to community and come back to wholeness. And would masculinity be, have, like, have been constructed this way if, like, if colonizers hadn't deliberately been like, we're going to find this type of people to do our work for us, right? Like, I, I feel like there's other things that could have happened, other groups that could have been, like, chosen um, that would have created the same sort of conflict you're talking about. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, it, ha- it happens on a broader scale yeah. too, right? Like, you know, white people deciding who is or isn't sort of like functionally white, mm. who gets to be sort of like a secondary player in whiteness and then who gets shoved to the bottom, yeah. right? And the way that these groups are played off of one another mm-hmm. sort of not only mm-hmm. like within the group, but like between groups as well, right? Yeah. And so I think that's what kind of surprised me the most about this show is that I, I came into it expecting a superhero, um, like, like you're, you're sort of like Superman superhero, right? Like mm-hmm. just like somebody with like Last powers. Son of Krypton. Right. And, and, but this turns into like sort of more the, the, the new narrative of a dark, you know, conflicted hero. Uh, yeah, I was hoping seen... it would be the, the older sister who doesn't get taken. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was yeah. like, oh, she's going to be clever, man. This is sweet. That'd be so great. She's going to just rain hell. 
but but nah. no. No, I think like women characters in this show are there as like props. Yeah, or, that's what, that's what like, it seems like in this yeah. episode. And yeah, like to I'm, like sleep with men yeah. or like remind them that they're loved or to die, so or to have, die, yeah, yeah, or to be victimized by to men. be fridged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hate that trope so much. Although maybe the 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 sister becomes a vigilante. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she goes all red girls reasoning. I That'd like we're all happy, like hopeful about yeah, this. Yeah. Like, we're always hopeful. Just well, because our hopes are constantly dashed. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't like yeah. We we, we we did an interview about that once about like um like loving and hating and always being let down by sci fi, but like we, we just don't let it go. Yeah. I, I think that says a lot about like love in general. Um okay. So Jimmy shows up at the bar. He has uh, Cohen sit down. He's got a bag on the table. He pulls out what looks like sort of a club. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's more recognizable to somebody I within must the culture. Be. It must be. Yeah, because it, because they, it never gets explained. Yes. Right? He's like, oh, you know, Cohen, Cohen grabs it. And it's like, oh, never mind what this is. And then right. takes it away. He says, your father wants you to have this. He says, give it to my big brother. Uh, he's like, you're a man. Act like one. Look after this. Uh, this isn't a game. And then Jimmy says, you're going to have to figure out which tribe you belong to. And Cohen's like, I don't belong to any tribe, man. And Jimmy's like, I'll be watching you. Which is interesting, because I think Jimmy knew that he was going to die. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He, he orchestrated Yeah, it. he was totally, exactly. Yeah. So he's going to be watching him from the spirit realm. I kind of, I thought it was cool that uh, Cohen gets to choose his tribe. Like, that's not something that we really do. Ever. I, Wait, what, what does that, that mean? That's exactly, I don't yeah. think that that's, I don't think it means, like, you get to choose... Like your people, or like your clan. Yeah, I think it's oh, more. It seems okay. to be more like what <laughs> side are you on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you with white people or are you with us? Yeah. Okay, I thought it, it was that like, like two canoes are, question. Are you gonna choose? <laughs> yeah, you can only yeah. stand in one canoe. Pick yeah. a canoe where you'll drown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you heard that? Yeah, but we we always say that we just have really strong thigh muscles. So we hold them together. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just like I'm like I'm a good swimmer, <laughs> but, but if I have to choose, fine, I'll get in this canoe. Like, yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I also, I agree with you. I think that that's kind of where that was going. Uh, what happens? To, oh, the, the fight. This, we were all interested yes. in this. All right. Yeah, the, the justice fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which seems like, to me, is not necessarily a terrible way of doing things, depending on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it was refereed, right? Okay, so we have, uh, we have this hairy guy, and then I don't know if the other two guys were human or not. They were human. Yeah? Oh, yeah, hairy guy was destroying them. Well, okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. They did not have the super strength. So, it was bare knuckle boxing, and Hot Guy's there, and he's like, this is how we resolve our issues. Um, You know, once the fight's over, it's done. But he also, I thought this was interesting, because I I thought that he um, identified himself as, like, a containment agent, I think he called himself. So, he works for containment, which seems to sort of be the the quote-unquote law and order of the zone. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be, like, maybe this is a tradition that has, like, sprung up, but he right. seems to be sort of, like, an authority figure within that. That's yeah. not just sort of from the respect that the community gives him, but also comes from the outside. But, I mean, this is, like, there are so many different indigenous cultures that use this, that use some sort of form of, like, contained violence mm-hmm. to address issues. So whether it's, like, Inuit wrestling, you know, like, the the freaking cheek pulling, have you ever seen that? That looks so painful. Oh, yeah. Right? But or it's Tom Mulcair fighting... Patrick Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my Whoa. god, that was so funny. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, but I mean, like, whatever. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, we're just gonna put that in the box and close it. Yeah. I've forgotten about him, and I'm happy. About oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was the worst, like, that whole strategic voting for the NDP, like, backfired so bad, because so Tom Mulcair as Prime Minister is definitely as shitty as fucking, what's his face? Who is he running against? 
uh, Harper or Trudeau? Trudeau. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, like, as shitty as fucking Trudeau ever yeah. could have been. He, he proved that the dynasty is not biological, it's douchiness. I, I like that. It yeah. jumped from, like, Trudeau Sr. to Tom Elker and his beard, his goddamn beard. Yeah, we hate it. It's yeah. Goofy. Whatever. Um, okay, so, uh, these fights are how we resolve our issues. The government loves us when we fight, uh, weakens our position. Yeah. So he's like, let's just, like, get before. it over. Yeah, right, right. Like, let's just get along. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I, okay, so, it's just, it's an, ins- it's interesting to think about, like, how do we resolve conflict within community in ways that allow us to restore balance. And and there's all, always, like, the stereotype. It's going to be like, we're going to sit in a circle and we're going to talk about our feelings. Yeah, but it's like, going to be non-confrontational. Right, but sometimes we have to just beat the fucking shit out of each other and be like, all right, I'm feeling better about that. Are you feeling better about that? Yeah, I was getting some Prairie Justice vibes out yeah, of Yeah, that, that was very Prairie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, but I did like it. because Well, I, I think the discourse is starting to change, but I remember, at least in Halifax, where we were living, mm-hmm. in uh, sort of the radical spaces there when people started talking about uh, sort of like um, restorative justice and, and transitional or transformational justice or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, they were like, oh, like, let's take from indigenous traditions of these things. And, you know, because they're really non-carceral and non-violent. And non-confrontational. But, yeah. And I was like, have you ever been to like a mischief, like assembly meeting? I mean, have you ever been to a mischief <laughs> wedding? Right. A mischief funeral? <laughs> Like, Mischief just hanging out on a Saturday Mischief night. Mischief never non-confrontational. Yeah. It's like, we're out buying ice cream, and it's like, fuck you! Yeah. I like the chocolate chip mint! <laughs> you took my last chocolate chip mint! <laughs> but it does always, like, kind of work, though. Yeah. Like, I think it always well, yeah. comes back to a kind of love. Like, mm-hmm. having I mean, serious fights with people means you care about them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because just, like, I mean, there is there is a moment when sometimes you just need to walk away. Or, or not say anything. Yeah, and there are the moments when it gets just taken to extremes that are yeah. completely yeah. out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I agree, right? right? It's... But do you think we should, like, be in a cage together hitting each other? Sometimes. Sometimes. Really? <laughs> oh, really? Seriously. Yeah. And, and maybe, okay. honestly, maybe this is, like, maybe, maybe this is just, like, a West Rupert's line thing. But, like, I really do think that sometimes, um, you know, the issue, the issue is not solved by violence. But sometimes the sort of the relationship, the, 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 the problems that you have in relating to somebody, sometimes you just not need to like fucking yeah, pull each other's hair about what the issue is. It's yeah. not about the fact yeah. that Shelly took my chocolate mint ice cream. <laughs> Fuck you, Millie. It's about the fact that Shelly and I share an office and spend 24 hours a day together and yeah, I'm just so tired of the fact <laughs> that she plays... <laughs> I don't, like, Warren Z Vaughn or yeah, ACDC. So, okay. so we have to punch it out. <laughs> have you guys considered sex? Well, no, like, no. Like, I not feel like seriously. I feel like yeah. there's like there's like fighting, and then there's like sex, and I really believe in sex as a form of restorative justice. I, again, I think it can be, and I, yeah. I don't, but I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's like like the people I have the most. Emotion. I guess the, I guess that's real, but I guess like when I have the most interpersonal like conflict with people, it's usually like with people that I'm intimate with. Mm. And at that point, I feel like there's this moment where you have to be like, either we walk away from each other or we just have sex. Yeah. Which is a bit, yeah. 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 We're which definitely I, not saying get into you, fist fights with your partners. But, yeah. I'm thinking, <laughs> but I'm also thinking about like, like, uh, like I can think of far too many instances of people in community, for example, who I definitely would never have sex with, who I'm just like, are you fucking talking about me? Stop fucking talking about but me. But do you think you should punch those people? Like, do you think that's a model for okay. community justice? I think it depends. 
this is great. I, I think it depends on the situation. Obviously, the context uh-huh. is important. And what kind of level of harm is being done? So if somebody's talking about you, whatever. I mean, in West Rupert's on, we, we do. We, a lot of fights are just like, I heard you were talking about me, and that's how it starts. But that is not restorative justice. That's just like fighting, brawling. Yeah. But if you have somebody in community who is just really like has decided that they hate your guts and they're making a point of like spreading malicious gossip and like trying to like make sure that you can't make a living and they're just like everybody needs to cancel this person they're so awful and and you're just like you know and you can't like if you are also sort of feeling that animosity towards that person can't walk away because walking away can also be fine then I think you have to have some way to resolve it and it doesn't have to be violence I think it depends on, like, on, on what you choose. I mean, it literally, literally could be, like, a fiddle-off. It could be a dance-off. Like, like breakdancing very much comes from this, like, um, this, this idea of, like, uh, trying to deal with those conflicts in a way that's, like, non-violent. I think we can find a lot of non-violent ways. But I think that if we totally say, like, violence is forbidden, it's no good, it's always bad, then we're, we're leaving something out. And we're, and we're also presuming to define what violence is, mm-hmm. which is like itself another form of violence, right? Yeah. This is what we consider to be legitimate and thus not violent. This is what we consider to be an illegitimate and thus violent way of handling yeah. this, right? And, and there and needs to be constraints. what happens a lot. Yes. And there needs to be constraints. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think... It like, can't just be a free-for-all, no, you know, bring like, our... Bare knuckle. Stick to a laser fight, sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so this is what a lot this. of these games that have developed over, like, millennia are. Is yeah. like, they're, they're games of endurance and pain, but always there's a limit. And, and I think that, um, you know, we've lost some of that because we... So you, like, think we need a mention of Jigoff, essentially. Sure. Because I'm here for it. Okay, but... I think what you're talking about is real. Like, those are dynamics in community where, yeah, like, yeah. people are just super violent towards yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of, like, sitting there, like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You're, usually, like, your option is just, like, not to do anything, which yeah. is what yeah. I do. Um, but it would be nice if we had a constructive way to be like, okay, let's get I together. I challenge you to this. We are going to jig for and then four you, hours. And you've got to let it go. Ever survive. Yeah. yeah. And then you yeah. let it go. It's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> And then, but that's the thing is, but then everybody lets it go. Everybody has to let it go. We're going to stop talking shit about you. Yeah. We're not going to participate in this whisper campaign or whatever. Yeah. Because then too, it like, it brings it out. Oh, these two people, they're having a four hour jig off. Why? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like here are the dynamics. This is the history. This is what's happened. The story's out there and now they're resolving it and we all see them and know that they're resolving Mm -hmm. it. So case closed. Yeah. And that's the only way it's going to work. Like, cause from experience, just beating up each other in the alley at like 3 a.m. While entertaining and somewhat satisfying the moment does not actually solve anything. Yeah. Moving I mean, on. I'm still just going to blow people. I mean, but I'm here <laughs> but for the nice. job. That's fine. That's fine. blow off is... We'll just like, okay, <laughs> let's just make out right now. I, I think we have all sorts of different ways that we can like, yes. Yeah, I love that. it. Yeah. I I'm never, I'm more of a fighter than a lover. I've thought about sex as conflict resolution before. I guess you don't have my trauma. Our traumas are different. Yeah. But, like, this is my, well, like, I, I, I feel like I've, I've done it, but I've never really thought that that's what I was doing. But yeah. now that I'm, like, thinking the, about it, I'm like, damn. The people I want to sleep <laughs> yeah. with the most are the people that I have the most intense, like, hurt and conflict with, mm. in a way. And it's, yeah. And not in a violent way. I'm, like, like mm. talking mm. and not talking about, like, violent sex, but yeah. just, like, interesting. I love you. You've really hurt me. I really Let's need to blow it. you right now. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to have to sit with that because 
yeah, that's, that's resonating raises, for me. Yeah. But I just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so a four-hour jig-off slash blow-off does not happen in this show. <laughs> you are Instead, either believed or disappointed to hear. We're in the morgue. Okay, so there's yeah. this whole weird thing where this TV executive um, gives Jimmy money, as we talked about. Jimmy says, I will give you the spirit, but then I'm finished. I've had enough. Find yourself another clever man. So he's clearly writing himself out of this. He's old. He's, he's, he's retiring. Yeah. yeah. This is why he shows up with Cohen. So then... He's at a morgue, he uncovers a corpse, he opens his mouth, and, and it looks like he's blowing a spirit into the body, and the corpse, like, opens its eyes. Yeah. And we don't reckon, it's a woman. I thought at first it would be the, um, the murdered child. I, yeah, I thought it was too. Um, one of the things that I actually was really scared of when we first saw her was that, you know, she has a, uh, you know, non-hairy face and stuff, and, yeah. and non-hairy chest. And yes. I thought that they had, like, Shaped one of the things that they did was, like, desecrate the body. The body, yeah, exactly. Which was, like, stressing me yeah, way out, yeah. and then I was reassured that it's not her, so. Yeah. And then Jimmy goes to a beach, lights a fire with gasoline, so tradish, um, <laughs> burns a dead bird, and then... Uh, and then says, uh, complete the circle. Yes. Yeah. Right? It's not a ceremony unless you burn a dead bird. No, right? You have to. Yeah. And then, okay, like, other things happen, but basically, we're following this scene. It looks like a meteor crashes into the water, waves are coming, and there's and some there's sort of creature. Yes! Yeah. And we don't see it, but we hear it crunching Jimmy. And Jimmy is like, Jimmy sees it, opens his opens his uh, shirt, and bears his chest. And, and it's like, like yeah. come and get me, man. Oh! It was like, ugh. Yeah, that was some serious conflict resolution going on. Uh, crunchy, I, crunchy conflict resolution. <laughs> Yeah, could also be sexual still, just to put I, that up. There. I know, and yeah. the ending in I mean, it seems him. like it was consensual, so, like, whatever I, they're doing. Yeah, there we go. get inside each other's bodies. Yeah. And then there's this weird sex scene with Cohen, is getting it on with the redhead. They're, like, doing it in the back room, um, and then he passes out while they're fucking, which is, like, super awkward. I mean, that happens to everyone, though. <laughs> At one point or another. Who yeah. hasn't passed out and just, like, get get a bloody eye? <laughs> the real. bloody eye thing was real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, weird. Like, yeah, I was definitely, like, kind of blinking one eye in, in sympathy, like, oh, God. Yeah, there's lots of reasons to lose your boner. Like, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> okay, so there's, okay, so there's this story. So Jimmy, before he went to go get eaten by whatever creature he summoned, spoke to his niece, the sister of Hot Guy 1 and Hot Guy 2, retells her this traditional tale of a grandfather who has to choose between um, the sun of the moon to give his power to, he chooses the sun and the moon is jealous. So this is clearly, you know, re- referencing the, the half brothers, right? And hot guy's like, no way I'm the moon. I'm like, dude, you're totally yeah, the moon. You just, you just called yourself the moon. Yeah, you're the moon. Yeah. It's like when proud boys are like, I'm not misogynistic. It's like, you just, you just played you yourself, are. buddy. I, yeah. I read it more as like top bottom dynamics. Ooh. I thought this was like such top bottom dynamics. Where like, no, I'm not the bottom, I'm first. <laughs> but, like, actually, you're the bottom. Like, 80% of the yeah, time, yeah. you're the bottom. Yeah, you doth protest too much. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Um, there's that terrible scene where they transport some of the hairy people to a detention center. Don't want to go into that anymore. Yeah, that was horrible. They, um, well, we should say they brand They brand them. it. They freaking brand Right, them. so, like, the subhuman thing is really sort of, like, yeah. embodied in that moment, right? It's not just rhetoric, which I think is important, right? Because yeah. we get that sort of non-human alien rhetoric yeah. around migrants and you know this rhetoric of savagery and stuff and like it has real world effects oh, yeah. right it's not just words yeah it's dehumanization words. yeah creates space actual, to yeah. do things to people so um anyway there's all this stuff going on um hot brother one finds the smugglers like this sort of the the traffickers phone number realizes it's his stepbrother they go to the bar 
So it's Hawkeye and his friend, who I did not realize was a Harry until this moment, because mm-hmm. he looked human. Um, and uh, he calls his half-brother, this is great, a Judas leech-sucking vermin of a half-brother. Loved it. That was beautiful. I was like, the comeuppance! Right? Yes! And then, and then he has his friend go over and rip off his the half-brother's middle finger. Yeah, because the, the, the Cohen is, like, flipping them off. Yeah. Like, the, the guy's beating him, and he flips him off. And the guy grabs his middle finger and just, just rips it off. Crack like like a, you're breaking a chicken bone. Oh my god! And it, and I was like, oh, he broke his finger. No, he broke his finger off. Oh, it was so disgusting. Yeah, did not see that one coming. But this is just all how we sort of find out that now, um, Cohen, clever man, uh, has powers to heal because he's like screaming and crying, uh, calling it for his friends, and then we see that his finger is there. It just looks like deeply gashed. Uh, his one eye is silver. He cuts himself very deeply and he heals in front of them. So it's this like quick exposition. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so, um, then it cuts to Jimmy's funeral Mm. and the TV exec is there. Uh, you know, the elder (laughs) brother, Hawkeye number one is, is sort of, um, talking about how everybody loved Jimmy, how it was so important. Uh, how he's such an important guy to the community. I was going to be missed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Cohen shows up, um, Flips off Hawkeye number one, uh, just to demonstrate that, oh, his middle finger's back, mysteriously, (laughs) uh, which sort of, like, takes the wind out of Hawkeye number one's sails, because he just gets finished talking about how, you know, he's the eldest, he's Jimmy's next in line, so he's really gonna take up, you know, that important role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Cohen, he's, like, he's all cocky, he goes back to his, his, uh, vehicle, and he hears these voices, um, and, and, okay, so... Uh, Hawkeye one at one point uses an indigenous word for clever man, right? I, and I don't know what it is, but this is what, this is what Cohen is hearing. He's hearing that word Mm. clever man. And then we're in the morgue and the dead woman wakes up and she's the one who's speaking, um, that word. So she's like calling us. So they're, they're going to have some sort of relationship or, or there's something there. And she seems to be racialized in some sense. Like she's in that racially ambiguous category, but she seems to be racialized. So there seems to be some sort of like, either she's indigenous also, Mm -hmm. or there's some kind of tie there. Yeah. So it was, I mean, we, we skipped over a ton of stuff because I like, um, yeah, there's a lot of setup going on. Yeah, Millie was saying, like, it's obviously, this is a series, so there's going to be these different plot lines that we didn't even cover. I think that we should rate this out of five ripped-off, regrown fingers. Ooh, I think that's a great idea, Millie. <laughs> uh, so the way that it works is... We have... I'm sorry, my, my children are upstairs, and they think it's absolutely hilarious right now to push around... Stool. Yeah. yeah, so that's you may be hearing some yeah. of that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so five, five out of five ripped off fingers means that it's amazing, you loved it. Maybe not good enough to show your cook em, but like incredible, you would strongly recommend. Mm-hmm. One out of five ripped off fingers means that it was terrible, you would never recommend it to anyone. You want to pour bleach in your eyes before you would ever wash it again. Yeah. You want to pack it into a cannon and shoot it into the heart of the furthest star in the universe. And you would never have sex with it. Not even restoratively. Not no. even fight with it. No. No. Yeah. Not restorative sex. Yeah. This conflict is not getting resolved. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I think we should ask our guests first to rate this show. Um, I like 100% think it's like five ripped off fingers. I mean, I think it's like very masculine focused and it's really like centering like poor sort of like tragic narratives of indigenous men as like caught between, you know, fraught cultures and power and like sleeping with white women 
um, which I'm not here for, but I think that there's a lot of complexity and richness in the show, and it's, like, really smart and showing a lot of interesting things, and I, so I want to watch the rest of it. Um, also, Hawkeye 1 and Hawkeye 2. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I am so, I think following a lot of what Geraldine was saying, I want to actually read this four out of five Reptiles Because Millie never gives full marks for anything. So it's rare. It's rare. And I think, honestly, again, it's that, like, dude-centered narrative yes. that's really what's killing it for me. Um, once again, we've got women as, like, strictly supporting characters at this point. And, it, like, what I'm hoping that the series does is really flesh out, you know, what their motivations are, their sort of personhood beyond their relationship to these, like you know, three men being Hawkeye 1, Hawkeye 2, and the TV executive, um, and, and really bring them up and, like, show them as having, you know, a lot of agency and power, um, but again, like, I, you know, I, you know, as, as we've been saying, like, we've watched a lot of this stuff, you know, the fact that they even have lines is, yeah. is a good sign, which <laughs> yeah. doesn't say a lot, but yeah. aside from that, like, I think it's incredible, it clearly is going out of its way to make a lot of very incisive political commentary, uh, which I appreciate without, you know, and I think, you know, I don't want to say that they're not beating us over the head with it, because I think that they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's important to do that, right? It's important to do that work. TV can do that really well, because it can show those multiple sides of the story, yeah. right? And it can play it out over a longer period. So, I also want to keep watching this, and I'm really excited about it. What about you, Shelley? Um, okay, so... Usually I go higher than you. I'm actually going to give it four ripped off fingers. Um, I, for a lot of the things, I agree with a lot of things that you guys are saying. Um, for me, that, that, uh, the fact that it was like way more intense than I ever could have expected sort of brought it down for me. Um, because it makes me feel like this is for a white audience because there's that idea that we need to shock their consciousness. Like, and whether or not it's creating this, this sort of, um, space between actual indigenous people or immigrant issues in Australia and, uh, and, and, and white settlers so that they can actually examine what's going on, uh, in a way that doesn't immediately trigger their defenses. Um, that, I understand the, the sort of utility of that, but it always pisses me off because I feel like it's always an out. They're like, yeah, yeah, I get it now. But then, you know, you ask them to sort of take that empathy and apply it to real life situations. And they're like, nah, I can't do it. Um, and, and so I'm, I think, I think that over time I'm just being worn down by the fact that so much of this is done for the settler gaze. Um, I, I hold out hope, however, that these plot lines are going to, um, you know, elevate, you know, the voices of women. Um, there are definitely no queer characters so far, this, that's not there. Um, but because I haven't seen it yet, and because we've been so let down many, many times before, I'm not going to, like, give them the benefit of the doubt. So, four is still pretty good for me, but that's what I'm going to well, we're off to karaoke, so oh, yeah. thanks everyone for joining us here at Michikasquewak Megwa Atakwa Michif Among the Stars! 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 Michikasquewak Megwa Atakwa Michif Among the Stars! Stars! Stars!